That's next Sunday. Uh, for, for our giving, you can, uh, we have the boxes if you're here in the service, but also online, you can do it by mail or go to our website. But this, this time, we have a video blessed life moment, I believe, right? That we're going to show, and we'll do that now. Sarah, Pastor Steve and Joyce's daughter, Andrew's wife, Joy and Elsie's mom, and today for a blessed life moment we're going to be doing something a little bit different. I'm actually going to be reading you a story. This is um, the Christian Mother Goose book. I believe I got this as a gift when I was like three. Um, even comes with some wonderful artwork. It was so creative. The story I'm going to read today is The Jolly Miller. There was a jolly miller who lived by the River Dee. He worked and sang while baking bread. A happy man was he. One day he baked a loaf so big, the best he'd ever seen. I should never sell this loaf, he said, but wrap it and keep it clean. He put it on his wooden cart and wheeled it right along. And as he pushed it to his home, he sang his miller song. Oh, I'm a jolly miller, and I bake some jolly bread so that all the jolly people can be jolly well well fed. Just then he passed a lassie who was Mrs. Sarah's daughter. She was singing, oh, so sweetly, cast your bread upon the water. 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 It will come back twice as big. The jolly miller stopped his cart and wondered at what she said. Did she mean that I should cast away my biggest and best loaf of bread? Young lady, now I ask you, why do you sing such a song? To throw my bread into the river might be very, very wrong. Now Mrs. Sarah's daughter, who could sing just like a bird, replied, My dear Jolly Miller, I am singing from God's word. It is written in the Bible, if we give our bread away, God will bless it and then bring it back again someday. If God has written it, then it's true, the jolly miller sighed. So he turned his wooden cart around and went to the riverside. With a little tear in his jolly eye, which we will say was a tear of joy because you're supposed to be a joyful giver, he tipped his cart by a tree and that big loaf of bread went bob-bob-bobbing down the river deep. It bobbed along all day and night till it came to Dandelion Sea, where Charlie Cricket, the town's mailman, saw it first and said, Gracious me! He ran with his mail to Mrs. Mouse. Then to Grandfather Mole he sped, Come quickly and see what has floated in. It's a mountain of golden bread. Before you could say fee fi fo fum the news went through all the town. 
And as the sun came up from each house and street, came little creatures in nightcaps and gowns. Then Brother Rabbit came hopping by and said, Well, bless the Lord, this is enough bread for all of us, and much more than we could afford. Bring your baskets and fill to the top. No one need go hungry, he said. And God bless the man, wherever he is, who sent this wonderful bread. So all the town of Dandelion Sea went home to breakfast, to dine, on golden pieces of crusty bread that gleamed like bright sunshine. When Sydney Squirrel and his friends had filled each hollow tree, the loaf of bread grew big again and went bobbing out to sea. It sailed along to Blossom Bay, then down to Chipmunk Chigger. And every time it fed a town, it sailed away much bigger. At last it came back to the town beside the River Dee. The jolly miller at his work said, what is this I see? My loaf of bread is twice as big. Then he ran out the door and laughed and clapped his jolly hands and sang his song as before. Oh, I'm a jolly miller, and with this big loaf of bread, all the jolly, jolly people can be jolly, well, well fed. And that is the end of my story. My apologies to my mother for scribbling on this book. And now Andrew will be praying over the tithes and offerings. Take it away, Andrew. Thank you. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we are thankful. We are blessed. Lord, the blessings that we have are given to us so that we can be a blessing to others. We thank you for your promises, Lord, in six, Luke 6.38, that... The measure that you give, it will be given back to you, Lord. And we do. We give with, with uh, cheerful hearts, and we trust you with uh, all that we have. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a minute to say hello to your neighbor. I'm going to grab something. I'll be right back. While Andrew's grabbing that, I just say, um, we did... He, we did the video, or he did the video last week, and uh, if you haven't seen it, like we said, it's on Facebook, but he ended up in the snowbank, and we did get him pulled out of the snowbank so that he can bring this message to us today. So here we go. All right, hallelujah. I'm glad I get to share with you today. Steve asked me a few weeks ago, to share and I just had things brewing in my heart and a lot of them had to do with things that I learned in life. The lessons that I've learned in life are probably the ones that I hold the closest to my heart and I feel um, confident to share because God's still working on me. Okay. All right. Um, I brought with me someone to help with my lesson here today. Uh, Again, this, this lesson was brewing in my mind for a long time, and, and I was trying to think of how to float up. Actually, what I had in mind was a Ken doll, 
Have you figured out how many balloons it takes to float up a Ken doll? A lot more than what I was willing to pay for helium. So anyways, uh, this person uh, represents me, okay? And what changes our lives is the Word of God. We need the Word of God on a regular basis. And I'm going to be sharing today about renewing your mind. Um, and again, uh, when I was younger, um, I had... John 3.16, that God loved me and that's the word of God and I needed that. That helped me, change, it changed my life from where I was that started the process as to where I am today. Now, um, isn't this how we start out sometimes? We're down, we're out, we need, you know, God to come inside of us and, and change our lives. Um, when I was born again, as a kid, I still had old habits, old thoughts, old beliefs that hindered my life in Christ. At, in the home and the community that I grew up in, there were phrases that I heard, phrases like, you're dumb, you're not good enough, you're ugly. Um, I grew up with beliefs in my own life such as, I'm not good enough, I'm weak, I'm ugly. I don't expect good things to happen. In fact, I expected bad things to happen. Even though I believed in Jesus Christ as my Savior, in many ways, I lived a defeated life. So this represented some of my younger days. Let me say it, it represented most of my life until I came to Ten Strike Community Church. Um, I heard someone in my home church in a Bible study say, things are going too well now. I expect God will have something to teach me here soon. In other words, they were expecting the good times to end and they were already planning for something bad to happen. Um, I heard, this wasn't at the church I grew up in, but I heard an adult tell a child once, I hate you. Now, a lot of our words, we think, you know, when, when I was a kid, I learned sticks and stones may break my bones, but words never hurt me. Words are just, they're like little balloons. They're just, they're just breath, right? Um, I could say that all these balloons were just filled up with my breath, okay? And these words were spoken, um, you know, how did they affect my life? Did they help? They're just, uh, just words, but uh, they really didn't help. In some ways, I didn't even realize at the time that the words that I spoke and the words that other people spoke affected me. They affected my life. And they kind of buried me under the circumstances, the beliefs that I had, um, when we're expecting bad things to happen, do you think that the devil is excited about that and maybe I'm opening the door for bad things to happen? Do you think that good things are always easy? Do you think sometimes we have to fight for good things with our words? Fighting, believing, speaking, okay? Thank God for that hope. I was born again, and God had different plans for my life. 
So happy about that. Um, there are facts in life. Bad things happen. We fail sometimes. We fall short often. I still fall short, still make mistakes. People let us down, but we have a choice. Amen? We can choose to respond to life's challenges. That's why God created us. He created us to change our circumstances, to bring God's kingdom here to earth. Um, we can choose to trust what the Word says in spite of what we see. Um, anybody believe that? Anybody experience that? It's really simple in a way, but sometimes it can be a battle. We need to believe what the Word says in spite of what we feel. How many of you believe that's true? Okay. I'm so thankful for what Adam shared last week as far as our actions and how our actions line up with, with what we believe on the inside. I'm telling you, we have to change what we believe on the inside if our actions are not reflecting what God wants us to do or if we're not living a victorious Christian life. If I'm not living a victorious Christian life, something's got to change. And I'm telling you, for me, it started right here. Um, the first scripture that I have to share today is kind of the key uh, for what we're talking about today. That's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And the New International Version says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. When I was younger, I went to youth group, I went to church, I was hearing things like this. So much good word that I just learned and memorized and got into my life. Um, the pattern of this world was not good. The, the pattern of this world is not good today. Um, but depending on, on your circumstances, there's a lot of negativity out there, and I can't follow that pattern and live a victorious Christian life. There is a pattern I want to follow. It has to do with the Word of God and what is preached here uh, within these walls. <clears throat> I need to replace my old beliefs with new beliefs, even still today, working on the same stuff. I need to replace fear and doubt with faith. I need to replace feelings of worthlessness with the assurance that I am God's beloved child. Now, my wife of 22 and a half years is helping me to choose the words that I use at home. Started right after we got married. Um, I was saying things that I grew up with, things that weren't positive. Um, just simple things some, sometimes, like, oh man, that really bothers me. That's killing me on the inside. Sarah would say, Andrew, don't say that's killing you. I'm like, it's just an expression. Well, you speak those expressions over and over, um, and it, it affects you. It changes what you believe about yourself. It did for me. Um, after 22 and a, and a half years now, I'm finally starting to learn, I hope, that <laughs> it's, it's important, the words that I speak in my home. It's even more important, the words I speak that my children hear. 
Who's going to be held responsible for the home that my kids grew up in and the words that they heard? My kids are looking to me for direction, for help. I'm not going to tell my kids they're dumb. I'm not going to tell them they're stupid or that they can't. There may be some things they're good at and some things that they may not, you know, um, may not be their cup of tea, but God has a plan for them. They can. They can do whatever God directs them to. Hallelujah. And I'm going to speak that, you know. And, and my kids hear things. You know, they, they say, oh, I'm dumb. I can't do that. It's my job to change the words that they speak over their lives while I'm responsible for them here at home. We act according to what we believe. If I think I'm dumb, if I think I'm not good enough, I'm not going to try my hardest. Can't do it. If I think I'm a victor and Jesus Christ lives in me and I can overcome, you're going to see a different way that I react. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to work hard. Now, I realized as I was in 1990s when I started coming here to 10th Street Community Church and some of these things that Pastor Steve was preaching at that time were, they were mind-blowing to me. Some of the original stuff had to do with forgiveness. I, I was keeping track of some of the hurts that people had hurt me with uh, when I was coming here to church in those early years. Some people didn't deserve my forgiveness, um, but I remember somewhere along the lines that uh, Steve shared with me or with the congregation, I don't remember, did the people that crucified Jesus deserve, deserve his forgiveness? And what did he do? He forgave the people that crucified him. So a lot of the bitterness and anger that I was carrying had to be dealt with on the inside. I chose to change my direction, change my lifestyle. And it's, it's ongoing. It's, it's an ongoing choice. It's, it seems huge, but it's just a, a matter of changing what we believe. You've probably heard what Ralph Waldo Emerson's saying that says this, sow a thought and you reap an action. Sow an act and you reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a character, sow a character, and you reap a destiny. I wanted things to change. I wanted my destiny to be different than what I thought it was going to be. So let me read that backwards. Um, sow a character and you reap destiny. If I want a different destiny, that means maybe I should change my character. Okay. If I want better character, I need to sow some better habits. If I want to sow some better habits, I need to sow some better actions. If I want to sow some better, or if I want to reap some better actions, I better sow some different thoughts. So those thoughts were key. When I started thinking differently, and as I was thinking, you know, Oh, I, 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 God does have victory in store for me. God is my strength. Well, maybe I better start speaking that over and over. And whenever, you know, the hardest time that you uh, need to speak the right thing is when something bad is happening. I remember one time I shared this in Sunday school. Um, 
as we were building our house, I dropped a crowbar on my foot. It was warm, so I had sandals on. And uh, the first thing I said is, oh, that's not good. But then I changed my words. Oh, that's good. That's better than it could be, which is like, you dropped a crowbar on your foot. That's good. Well, I didn't want to make it any worse than it already was. It happened. So it healed very quickly, as a matter of fact. I was surprised. But when we're challenged, we need to change our words, our first responses, if we're going to believe differently. We start sowing those thoughts. And Adam talked about sowing last week. You plant that seed. You get that thought. You, you, you say it over and over and over until your mind starts changing. And then your habits start changing. Um, as you develop better habits, it builds your character. As, you, as your character gets better and stronger, doors of opportunity open. The, 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 the things that God has in store for you are attained as you follow him. Um, changing direction is not a quick answer necessarily. It starts with simple, consistent thoughts and actions. And the words that I use should line up with what I want to believe. At first, when I would say good things, when bad things were happening, it felt so strange. Like, man, I almost feel like a hypocrite here. Like, you know, for example, getting back to forgiveness, saying to, um, you know, my father, I love you. I love my dad. I love my dad. Those were just words and choices. I spoke those things for a long time before they started to settle into my spirit. I remember one Sunday after church, um, you know, Steve was preaching on love and forgiveness. Um, I went home for the weekend to see my family. My dad was there. And uh, I knew in my mind, and I determined in my heart, I was going to tell my dad, I love you. I never heard that growing up. So uh, I waited for the right moment, waited, waited. The ne right moment never really came. You know, you, I want to wait for that perfect little moment. And then I was getting ready to leave the house, my dad's house, and I thought, well, it's now or never. So uh, my dad was standing outside on the, on the front porch, and I walked outside, and I was getting ready to leave, and I walked up to him, and I hugged him, and I just felt him stiffen up. And I said, I love you, Dad. And he said, you too. And uh, I, I walked, I, I, must, I felt like I floated over to my car and jumped in the car and drove back to him. And just like, yeah, that was awesome. You know, um, those actions, we, 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 I, I told my mind, I love my dad. I, I let that settle into my spirit. I love my dad, I do. I forgive my dad. And then I said those words. Those all lined up. And boy, I tell you, I, you know, I would, that just opened that, those three words in our conversation, I love you. We started saying it to each other on the phone when I would see him in person. I remember a few months later, I was talking to my dad on the phone and uh, getting ready to end the conversation. And I said, okay, dad, well, thanks. We'll talk to you later. I was about to hang, it up, hang up and he said, I love you, son. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, forgot. Love you, dad. Ah, oh, what a beautiful thing. That's just an example of how we can change. Not, now I'm not just changing my own life, right? I'm changing the life of the, 
lives of the people that I impact, that I love, that I, that I see on a regular basis. It's, it, but it starts with just simple, consistent things, habits, thoughts, words. Uh, we act and we speak according to what we believe. It's a different track. It's peculiar to people who are going with the flow of this world. We're forgiving people that don't deserve it. We're loving people that, that are hateful toward us. That's counterculture. Um, it's naive and narrow-minded to people that are intellectual. My mind, it didn't make sense to my mind, but I chose to believe the truth, which was more important to me than the facts and the things that I saw. The truth of God is, is supernatural. It's higher than the natural stuff that I see, touch, speak, hear. Um, we act and we speak according to what we believe. Bill Johnson said this. He said, faith is not a measure of our effort. Faith is a measure of our surrender. Hmm. So if I hear something different than what I'm believing today, I, I find something in the Word of God that challenges me, and I just accept it and surrender to it. Pastor Dean has talked to us a lot about surrender in his past few sermons. For me, surrender is putting my mind aside and needing to figure it out and saying, okay, God, I can't figure this out. I can't understand it. I'm just going to obey instead. And that's so helpful for me. Faith is not a measure of our effort. It, faith is a measure of our surrender. So it's not how hard I'm trying. It's just, God, I trust you. I believe you. I'm going to let you lead me. The next scripture that I want to share is uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, these balloons aren't very heavy, okay? There is a tangled mess in the middle here, if I tried to pull them apart. But compared to uh, this person here, he's not floating very well, and these don't help. If I, it doesn't matter if these are 100 pounds or half a pound. They pull downward, right? Not helpful. There were words, there were beliefs that I had in my life that I didn't think affected me that much, but they didn't pull me up. They pulled me down. Okay? The, mouth, the next verse I have to share is, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. In Luke chapter 6, verse 45, if you want to know what somebody believes, let them talk for a while. Hear what they have to say. Hear the tone of their voice. Are they angry? Are they edgy? Are they, um, I have to be careful about this one because it reflects on me. Are they sarcastic in a way that you can tell that there's bitterness or are they just joking? Okay, but what we speak, the words that we use show what we really believe. I, 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 the way I grew up, we would always put ourselves down when we're joking. People think it's funny when, when uh, you know, I say, oh, I'm, I'm dumber than so-and-so or whatever, you know, and, and yeah, whatever. Just 
that, that can reflect what people believe, and it can affect what people believe. My, if I keep saying the same things over and over, that will change what I believe on the inside. The reverse of that is also true. Speaking the word reinforces my new beliefs, and we talked about that. So I, I can forgive. I do love. I am successful. I am God's workmanship. Um, I have some verses here that I uh, made a list of. I'm wondering if my beautiful, lovely assistant is ready to support me in some of these new beliefs. This person needs help. How many of you agree this person needs help? <laughs> you thank God you're saved. It's only, it's only going to go up from here. One of the books I read a long time ago was Bondage Breaker by Neil Anderson. He wrote some other books after that, but he had a list of, what's that? You ready? Okay. Um, uh, Bondage Breaker, he's got some good books. He's got a list of who I am in Christ. You can find these online. If you want a copy of the ones I have here today, I can make them for you. Um, I'm just going to read some of these things, and we'll see what it does to our, our friend here. John 1.12 teaches us that I am God's child. Hallelujah. Okay. Oh. No, I didn't hear one pop. Okay, okay. It happens. It's okay, honey. Okay. Oh, maybe if you could just hand them to me. I'm sorry. I'm going to make this really hard on you. But you can handle it. Okay. All right. I am God's child. Hallelujah. That makes me feel better. I don't have to worry about worthlessness. I don't have to uh, think that God treats me necessarily the way I was treated when I grew up. I'm God's child. Oh, you tied him. Okay, I see what you did. That's smart. That's, very, that's a good idea. No. Yeah. I, th I thought about what would happen if one of these balloons uh, flew up to the ceiling and how that would be an allegory. And uh, it's kind of like a, the word that we don't really hang on to. Good stuff, but we got we to get this stuff connected to our lives. So I was going to ask Anne's permission, the custodian here, just in case that happened, but it's not going to happen in Jesus' name. So I, I, okay, so he's saved. He's God's child. John 15, 15 says, I am a friend of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He, I can share with him. He's, he's, he cares about me. He's got my back. He's, uh, he does what a friend does. And I'm not lonely. <clears throat> All right, another one. Uh, Romans 5.1 says, I have been declared righteous. The, ver the, the original word is justified. Justified means declared righteous. Oh, don't have to worry about all the mistakes I've made because in Jesus Christ I am forgiven. Hallelujah. Um, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. I have been bought with a price and I belong to God. For a person who feels worthless to know that we belong to God and we've been bought with the price, ah, oh, life-changing stuff. Okay? Um, I have, Ephesians 1, 3 to 8, I have been chosen by God and adopted as his child. 
Sometimes you've got to hear the same idea in a couple different verses in a couple different ways. Again, I'm God's child. I'm adopted by him. Hmm, good stuff. Okay, which one you got there? There we go. Good job. All right. Um, Colossians 1, 13 and 14. I have been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. Hallelujah. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. I am complete in Christ. Andrew's wisdom. Attach this many balloons to an actual Ken doll, doesn't even budge. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. One of my favorites. I am free from condemnation. Um, now that includes condemnation from other people. It also includes self-condemnation. I'm free from that. Uh, Philippians 1.6, I am confident that God will complete the good work that he started in me. Hallelujah. Oh, so what are we filling these balloons with? Is it just our normal breath? Our normal breath isn't going to do anything. But you start filling your life with the word of God, it's going to change the way that you are. This person looked like he's in better shape than before? No. A couple more and he's going to start dancing, I think. <laughs> or I'll start dancing, yeah. Okay. Um, Philippians 1.6. Oh, I said that. Philippians 3.20. I'm a citizen of heaven. It's not just about everything on this world. I've got a good future to look forward to eternally. But my job here on earth is to bring God's kingdom here to earth. All right. Uh, John 15, 16. I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. I know, I can't go much. I counted 14, and I, we, we got a few extras. We want to be, we don't want to be so heavenly-minded that we're no earthly good, <laughs> right? So that's my allegory for that one. We can't get him flying too high. And Andrew will definitely get in trouble with the. Oh, that's it. Okay, all right. We need to share, right? We need to share the good things inside. How many is that? Well, that was right on. Okay, I had, we had five extras. Four extras, maybe. Okay. Um, I am God's temple. I am God's workmanship. I may approach God with freedom and confidence. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Man, this person here, this person here is changed. I mean, we got, we got a future. We got good things going on. The Word of God has changed our lives. I'm going to take one off because he's going to share this with someone else because he already knows it. It's, it's in his heart. Okay, there you go. All right. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that the Word of God will make a difference in your life? Okay. Um, again, if you want this list, these list of uh, verses, I can print them off. They're so easy to find. 
just what I did for my life, I just read these over and over. When I felt negative emotions, when I saw negative things happening in my life, I had to fight against that with the word over and over and over. And again, it, it didn't make sense. It, it, I felt strange. But thank God, I am a peculiar person chosen for God's purposes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, if you believe that the word of life can change your, the word of God can change your life today, I would like you to give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Steve, for this opportunity. That's all I got. Sarah. By the way, that book that Sarah was re reading on, that was the one we read to her when she was just a little, little one. I tell you what, put that put that back on there again. The video? No, the balloon. Oh, this one? Oh, you got another allegory for me? Well. Okay, we I, I'm that, listening. You're my teacher. We know that they that wait upon the Lord. Shall I wrote that down. I wrote that down, and I didn't. I didn't want to keep their, it in this verse. Isaiah 41:10. Just let it go. Yeah. Good, yeah. Hold. Go ahead. Let it go. Let it go. I'm not going to answer to Anne. Let it go. Okay, did you want to share that verse? They that wait upon the Lord, let's all say it, shall they renew, renew their, their strength. strength. They shall mount up with wings, wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, to wait. Hallelujah. All right. That's more fun anyways. And then I, we just, we rise up above all the stuff. See, so we're, because there's lots of stuff in the world. Amen. You know, we're not to be conformed by the world. Well, the way to do that is to do exactly that. Why don't you put that up on top of the table there, the, the Word of God. And that is the truth in whatever times. It's like the songs that we had this morning. Many of them alluded to that also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I was going to share a little bit, too, about the way Sarah was brought up. Sarah didn't hear the same words that I heard growing up. Right. Um, you know, and I, I know that her family wasn't perfect, but she heard things like, I forgive you, I love you, you can do it. Okay? And that... Yes. that I learned a lot from that. So you affected yeah. her life. You we affected were my life. Far from perfect, but God's grace is there too, Amen. you know. Amen. The reason was Sarah was our first child and she was our challenging child. She was extremely strong willed. And so we needed the help of God to train her. And the Lord used that strength of her will to make her who he wanted her to be. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love that about her. Yeah. 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 Love you, Sarah. Yeah. I do too. I love that about her too. I needed that. I needed someone that was going to stand for the word and not put up with um, a husband, a father that was you know, speaking the things that, that he was used to. So it was good for me. 
We should have you do our Valentine's Day message, but, but actually Joyce and I are going to do that. Can we pick so you can on you pray if we for do us that? for that. We're going to be okay. doing Valentine's Day happens to fall on a Sunday this year, so we're going to be sharing a Valentine. But uh, thank you so much. You know, we won't forget that. How long does it take the helium to uh, come out of there? A couple hours. He'll be down. <laughs> oh. There's, there's quite a few. Yeah, this, this bunch here was all inflated when I was practicing yesterday. And, oh, that was helium in there too. Huh? Yeah, yeah, these were inflated. We need to continue to feed our, ourselves with the word. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, then you see, we need the word daily, don't we? Amen. I mean, just today isn't enough. We got the word, and thanks for bringing the word to us today, yes. both of you. But we're going to need it. We need to continue. The thing is to mount up with those wings as eagles as we wait upon the Lord and his word, but then to keep it in us. Amen? Yes. Amen. But if any of you, uh, can you get that on the camera up there so that out there they can see it too? I don't know if they can get that or not. But uh, we want to welcome you to come up for prayer if you would like prayer. We continue to pray for each other. Pray for those we aren't seeing, you know, in-house right now. We miss you. We continue to pray for each other. We stand together. And we stand together on the Word of God, on the solid rock, Jesus Christ. The Word become flesh to us. Hallelujah. We love you all, and we'll... We'll see you soon. Doug, it's still on. This is mainly for women. Um, we have a quilting room that... Um, Mary Solomons and Suvin Tassel have begun working in, and uh, uh, several tubs, a lot of tubs have been, of fabric have been given out to area quilters, other churches, other places, ministries. But we're inviting you once again, if you haven't, if, even if you've been there last week, check out the quilting room, any fabrics in there are for you to take home and use. Or if you know someone that really uses a lot of fabric, talk to Mary or Sue about it, and things can be bagged up. But please take a look in there. Also, there are some sewing machines that are for sale, and you could talk to Sue, or do you know about them too, Mary? Mary knows about them too. So, um, blessings. <laughs>